Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat Daf Mem Bet Amud Aleph at the very bottom of the Amud, looking at the second half of Mishnah Hey. In this, the third parak, Ha'il Fas. Al Fas seems to be some sort of a deep fryer, Vakdera, or a a potch. Everyone mutachin. If he took it off the fire while it was still boiling, which means to clear Rishon. You can't put spices in there. But you could pour it into a bowl and then put the spices in there. You could put into any put anything in except something that has either vinegar or fish oil and something that will create its own cooking. Now, the question is asked. Rabbi Huda Reisha, guys, Rabbi Huda disagreeing in the Reisha Ulakula and is being lenient, saying that you could put anything in as long as it doesn't have that sharp tanginess, even into the Kli Rishon. Perhaps he is being stringent in the Seif and saying, even in a cliche, you can't put it in unless it is bland. You could put it right into the Ilfas. You could put it into any boiling pot. Unless it has vinegar or oil in it, fish oil in it, it's going to heat it up. Okay, some Rav Yosef the Maymar. So Rav Yosef, there's two versions of this, uh, of a piece of this. Rav Yosef thought the following: Salt is like regular, is it like other spices? Meaning the Bekliyishon Bashlo Bekliyishenei Lo Bashlo. It's only cooks in the Bekliyishon. Amar Abayi Abayi then turned to him and said, "Tani Rabbi Chia Melach Ena Ketavlin." Abayi responded by saying, quoting Rabbi Chia, saying that salt is not like Tavlin. Now. What did that mean? Two versions. Version one, the Bekliyshani Nami Bashla. Salt cooks more easily, it even cooks in a Klisheni. In that case, Upligarov Nachman, that would be at odds with Nachman, the Amar of Nachman, Suicha Milcha Bishula Kivisuda Torah. Salt needs to be cooked like ox meat, meaning on the fire. Ikad Amri, some people say that what Abaye interpreted was the opposite. That's exactly like we had before. And now he interprets Salt is not like Tavlin, it doesn't even cook in a Klirishon. Then it fits with Rachman who said that salt needs to be cooked like ox meat, has to be on the fire. Okay. This is the beginning of Mishnah Vav, the last Mishnah in the Perak. We're now entering, and this last couple uh, daf, we're going to deal with issues related to Muktza that start with uh, with uh, with issues relating to Bishul and to fire. And it works as follows. You can't, put, on Shabbat, take a Kli and put it underneath a candle so that any excess oil will drip in. Why? We'll see why. Machloket Rabbah and Rav Yosef. Um, but if you put it underneath, then it's permissible. We'll see what permissible means. But nonetheless, you cannot use that oil on Shabbat because it was not prepared before Shabbat for that. It didn't exist before. It was generated over Shabbat by the candle. Okay, Amrav Chista. This this is the side statement that's going to generate the analysis of the Mishnah. You can't put a a cup or a bowl underneath a, a hen in order to get its egg. But once it lays an egg, you can put a kli on top of it to protect it from getting broken. So now, Amaraba. My time at Rav Chista. What's Rav Chista's reason? Typically, a hen lays its egg in some sort of flat, dirty area. 
not on a slope. Therefore, it is not likely that if a, uh, an egg is laid, that it's going to immediately be in danger, and you have to keep it in place, because not on a slope. But it could get broken, therefore you could cover it. And therefore, the rabbis allowed you to do something to protect that which is an anticipated disaster problem. But something that's not likely to happen, they didn't allow you to protect against some unlikelihood, like it rolling away. Okay, eight to the rabbis, Abaya challenged it and said, But they didn't allow you to do something which is an unlikely uh, problem to, to protect against it. If you have a barrel of food and it's on top of your roof and it has tevel in it and it broke, it's unlikely a barrel is going to break. You could bring a kli and put it underneath to catch the produce that falls down to save it. And that's unlikely. So the answer is, must be talking about new barrels to shrikhi They sometimes break. Watch this challenge. You're allowed to put a vessel underneath a nair to get sparks that fly to protect it from starting a fire. The answer is, that's also common. Watch this challenge. You could put a, a kli to cover up a nair so that the flame doesn't go and catch on the beams of the house. That's the babate gechini. We're talking about houses which have low roofs. Low ceilings to shchiach budleika. Again, where it could start. So all of these are common problems given the circumstance and anticipated problems. If a roof beam breaks, you could take uh, a uh, a bench or legs of a bed and prop it up. So the answer is bikshuri chadatu. We're talking about new wood. Davidi the Sometimes they break. Now, you could put a kli underneath a leak on Shabbat. These are new houses where it typically leaks until the roof gets more solid. Okay, so that's Rabbah's take. Rabbah's take, therefore, on our Mishnah is, why are you not, why are you not allowed to put a kli underneath a Shemin? Because it's something that's not so anticipated. Right? And therefore, you're only allowed to set something up, a protection for anticipated stuff, which means, by the way, this has nothing to do with muktza. The only issue of muktza in the Mishnah is the second half, which is not using the Shemit. Rav Yosef has a different take. That by taking a kli and putting it underneath the egg, when the egg falls in, you can't use that kli anymore. It's almost like you're nailing it down on the spot, because it's a surbatil tool, because it has an egg in it, which is no odd, and you can't move it. Etav Abayi Sabayi brings some of the same challenges. When you had the barrel that broke, you could put a kli under it, and that and tevel, of course, is muktza because it's not edible on Shabbat. So you are now taking this kli and nailing it down. So Rav Yosef turned to Abayi and said, "You could tevel is not muktza on Shabbat. Why? That if you went ahead and separated trumot and masrot mitukan." That's a valid hafrasha, and therefore you could eat the food. You violated Shabbat, midrabanan, by separating trumot and masrot, maybe even doraita, depending, but it's still valid, so this, the food's not muktza. Okay, not ninkli even, it's not muktza even before you separate. Not ninkli one of the other challenges was you could put a kli underneath a candle to get nitzotzot, and that means the kli is now nailed down again. Sparks don't really exist, meaning there's nothing there. You're just keeping it from getting on fire. But you could move the kli because there's nothing in there that's a problem. The one about the broken beam. 
So this bed leg that you could use before is now stuck in and you can't move it. The answer is Durafi. You put it in loosely. You could take it out. You could put a kli underneath a leak. The answer is That's that the leak is water that's potable or in some way usable. So therefore, the water that falls in this kli is not muktzah. The kli is not muktzah. The kli is not nailed down, as it were. Okay, here's something new. You could take a basket, turn it upside down in front of chicks, so chicks can climb up and climb down. All right, so this kli that formerly was usable, when the chick goes on it, you can't move it. So, the answer is that Rav Yosef holds, or the, the author of this Brita holds, you're allowed to carry a basket like that. I, Vatanya and the Brita, the, the original statement was from a Mishnah. But the Brita, the Tosef, that says, Asula Taltalo, the answer is both not allowed. You're not allowed to carry it when the chicks are on it. When the chicks go off, you can carry it. But we have a Brita that says, even when they're not on there, you can't carry it. That's only if they were there all benashvashot, and now they're off. Migod kitzoy the benashvashot kitzoy the kuleyama. General rule about muktzah is once it became muktzah for benashvashot, it's muktzah for the whole day, and therefore, since the chicks were on this kli during all of benashvashot, you can't carry the move the kli at all during Shabbat. But if, on the other hand, on Shabbat you turn the kli over. And the chicks go up and the chicks go down. When the other chicks are not on it, you can move the kli, and therefore you are not being mavatel kli mehechanom. We'll pick it up in the next podcast uh, with the continuation of the discussion uh, on Dathmem Gimel Amad Aleph. But in the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.